0: Hello and welcome to Ship it shouted, it, your product management and product marketing podcast. I'm Daniel Thomason, here for product management and across me uh, across from me at the table uh, <laughs> is the lovely Lena Hook for product marketing. Hello. So Today is our third episode on the Mars colonization mini series, mm. and just to remind you, so as with all of our mini series this season, uh, it's been in three three bites. Uh, we did a discovery session, we did a delivery session, and now today we've got today, the launch and post launch, right?
1: Exactly. So today we're thinking about how to how to launch, and actually, this episode is much much more kind of about post launch, really, because what we're doing today is we're planning the next iteration. Of our Mars colonization product.
0: Yes, exactly. So, yes, true. It is. Um, we've we've done a bit of launch um, up until now, and now this is the yeah. What's what's next? Mm-hmm. Um, and I promise we are not going to make any launch puns, uh, even though it's Mars colonization. <laughs> I was Aww. I was I was very tempted, but I feel like we owe our listeners better than that. Mm. So, um, first of all, let's talk quick about quickly about what we mean by next iteration, mm-hmm. uh, because. After you've launched a product, there's kind of two tracks you're going to want to follow. Mm-hmm. The first one is um, it's kind of micro level iterations. This is that solving small problems, uh, fixing bugs, and iterating quickly on your current product. Yep. Um, and this is definitely a necessary track, and you you, you shouldn't really launch any product, <laughs> particu- like software products, particularly, but really any product without planning for this how do you the next fix small things? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the second track is this planning the big next sort of release, mm-hmm. uh, big next version, if you like. Yeah. And so I guess for me, the analogy here is it's like an operating system. If you think about your, your Mac OS or your Windows or Linux or whatever, um, you've got little minor releases, mm-hmm. which is the... So it's a 10.4.1 or what have you. Mm-hmm. And this has bug fixes and usability improvements this is the classic release notes um, thing mm-hmm. that you see. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really... so it's fixing security issues, that sort of thing, probably your your experience as a user will change very minimally. Yeah. And then every year, at least, if you're Apple, you've got the next headline version of your operating system. Mm -hmm. It's version 11. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where you see the big uh, feature changes, the big kind of noticeable, ah, this is actually something completely new. Yeah. And so the minor releases are definitely important and definitely something you should plan for and pay attention to but yeah. in this case when we're talking about the next iteration we're talking about kind of what's the next big release the yeah. next sort of version of the product if exactly
1: you like. so putting putting this idea kind of in the mars context here i think what you were saying about the sort of the small iterations that to me would be kind of like okay the second spaceship Lands on Mars, like we're bringing more people over, or um, we're extending the colonization in in some way, like we're gaining more territory or something like that, but we're still on Mars. And then, like you were saying, the next large release would, to me, be kind of like, okay, what's the next planet to colonize? Mm. Where are we going with this next is the next big thing.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I guess each of those. It's a spectrum of small to large releases, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So each yeah. of the things you mentioned could, I mean, obviously the colonizer new planet, I think that does qualify <laughs> as a new release. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, potentially it's a new product, uh, potentially. Like, so, yeah. so you mm-hmm. actually have a whole spectrum from, y- you can say, okay, this is just a bug fix. And so it's really a minor, mm-hmm. minor release through to, actually, this is so big that we should let leave it, leave it, it the current product existing as it is and just spin Stop. this out entirely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And potentially colonizing new planets looks like that, but obviously the point is there's kind of a spectrum here, yes. and there's not a it's not a kind of clear binary divide in the way that I sort of implied. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so like exactly like we've got we've got a couple of options for what the next iteration would be. But before we sort of start jumping into okay, this is what it's going to be, our next iteration is definitely going to be X. Mm-hmm. I guess the first question to ask is how do we learn? what it should be like how yes. how do we inform this decision beyond just elon musk said we should then go colonize jupiter or sure. some one of our richest backers is really a huge fan <laughs> of going to the dark side of the moon uh because he's a huge pink floyd listener, right yeah or whatever yeah um yeah. and so i guess ways that you can inform this decision intelligently um are things like okay Certainly, already map out where you think you're going to go. Like you want to have a vision and a strategy mm-hmm. that that looks further than the current release, because that's that really guides a lot of your decisions that yeah. you make right now. Um, and it's a way of inspiring people for what you're trying to work towards. Yeah, but make clear in this vision and and keep very central in your mind the fact that launching the first version is going to change the situation the world the world the the solar system in this case (laughs) um, is going to shift around you and in fact hopefully what you've done with your first release also is part of that change like you want the situation to be different because you have made such a an impact on on life Mm -hmm. and so
1: and you probably learn from the process as well. Like 100%. you don't want to repeat every single step that you've made.
0: No, exactly. So yeah, so both you've both learned, but also you're planning, if you're planning at time N and you're going to release at time N plus one, the world looks, like the, the solar yeah. system looks different because of what you've because done. So of the solution you put out. Exactly. Now. So mm-hmm. your plans are going to be wrong because you are extrapolating from a future that you've changed. Yes. Um, and so bake into your, your thinking the fact that you're going to be wrong. Um, uh-huh. To some extent, and as hard as it that. is, <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and so this this kind of reminds me of a, a advice one of my managers gave me at the central bank. It's that, like, when you open a spreadsheet, there is a mistake in the spreadsheet, like. Your your job is not to ask is the spreadsheet wrong. The spreadsheet is wrong. Your job is to go find <laughs> as many errors as you can. Uh-huh. And so this is the same thing here. Your first product is wrong mm-hmm. in some in, in some amount of ways. Your job is to find as many of those ways and mm-hmm. look Let's for the way to fix that. them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ways you can do this, obviously, you need to you need to then gather the information. So, yeah. repeating the user research and the market research, we touched on the market research in the first episode of this mm-hmm. mini-series and we haven't talked about user research, but obviously, there'd be a lot of like in-depth kind of Yeah anthropological research here, obviously, like yeah. on the ground, but also talking to prospective colonists and existing colonists yeah. and just looking at not only are sort of on a one to one basis, but like the dynamics, the societal dynamics, like and really researching that heavily to understand how is it going compared with how we modeled it? Mm -hmm. What problems have emerged that we didn't anticipate, what needs are not going met,
1: kind of thing. Really interesting.
0: And then I guess the right question to be asking yourself constantly is, okay, there's more to do here than we possibly can do with one next iteration. There always mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. What problems are the most pressing? Um, yeah. And also, from having launched our first iteration, we've got people on Mars now. What opportunities have arisen that we didn't anticipate that we could plausibly now exploit? Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: What What has become visible or has become plausible because of what we launched that that we should seize on? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last last question and probably you should actually ask this one first rather than <laughs> last in order yes. um, is like, what does success look like here? Yeah. Um, and, and so deciding on metrics at the start, this is one of the things where I think you can plan and somewhat stick to a plan mm-hmm. because even though you're the shape of your solution will differ and the world will change and so on. Probably what success looks like is not going to change so much. Like it's like you want happy people. You want uh, alive people. Ideally (laughs) you (laughs) want Mars to be like increasing in livability to some extent.
1: This um, reminds me very much of our open borders episode where we talked about measuring success and kind of how important it is to put to think about the metrics that you want to measure before you're actually starting the project just so that you have an idea of what success looks like and you don't just like keep changing the goalpost as you go.
0: Exactly. And I think think it was Jeff Bezos who says that at at Amazon, they are very rigid on where they want to go and extremely flexible on how to get there. Right. And so I think this is a similar thing. You, you're you setting your goalposts and those essentially shouldn't change, but you should be very, very uh, humble about mm-hmm. um, your guesses for how to get there.
1: Yeah. And I guess then, again, taking all of those questions and putting it into the Mars colonization context, uh, I think we can basically look at our, so thinking about the next step to the next planet, we can then evaluate whether our Mars colonization is a good template for space settlement, mm. basically. Mm-hmm. And for that, we would want to do exactly what you just said. We want to evaluate what has worked well, what has not worked well, what steps did we take that were good, what steps did we take that weren't leading us anywhere, how has the world changed because we went now on Mars already and how does that change our approach for the next planet etc etc but also collecting the feedback and evidence and data on our mass success and measuring it against our metrics that we've we said would be our success metrics
0: Mm, and I guess like not just on exactly what we did that was successful but by what process did we Mm -hmm. arrive at that decision and did that work well and how could we have made that decision better Based on based on kind of what what um, result we achieved,
1: yeah. And then I guess very um, considerations for kind of what our next planet should look like would be interesting. Like, so what parts are, can be ported? For example, is there something that just cannot be taken with? Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is something about you know the the atmosphere of the planet or the proximity even or something like that. Um, where is our technology at at this time? Do we need to be, yeah, do we need to look for certain planetary conditions or not? All that kind of stuff would be driving our decision as well, I guess.
0: And be sort of based on learnings that we've made from yes. the first iteration. So Yeah.
1: And then again, kind of societal... Um, considerations here as well and I think this is where I would kind of see the the space settlement positioning a little bit so Mm -hmm. how do you want to how do you want to position space settlement is it that you're creating many many earths and they work the same as earth like the same rules exist the same norms exist buildings look the same all that kind of stuff or Are you actually creating different worlds? And so that made me think of the foundation novels where you travel between planets and the planets look very different. There are, you know, society works differently and the language is slightly different and all that kind of stuff. So so what, what are you aiming for? Are you aiming for diversity or are you aiming for creating many, many same Earths?
0: It's like federalism at a solar system level. Um, yeah. And I guess it's, an, I mean, this is somewhere where you can learn from history a little bit and look at things like <laughs> the, British, the British Empire and how, and, and their successes and their failures in, in running overseas colonies, because basically this is like a big, very far away overseas colony to yeah. some extent.
1: <laughs> Which would suggest that the foundation novels got it right yeah. and we should actually let, let, let it kind of diverge. Those, yeah. Yeah. Let those planets be their own planets.
0: Yeah, really interesting. To, like, that would be a completely non-trivial problem to solve because you also <laughs> have things like communication suddenly is... Yeah. yeah. You don't have instantaneous communication between planets. Yeah. And so how do so you... So
1: language develops in different ways and...
0: Yeah, and like decisions can't be made completely in sync yeah. and so on. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And so that's kind of the the... Like how you think about the... From a product development perspective, what should what, what what considerations do we have? And then I guess flipping it on its head, and it's weird for me to be saying this. I feel like I've taken your hat at some stage. Uh. of How do we message this what? to people? Like, <laughs> what's the tone? What's the selling point around subsequent iterations? Because I think mm-hmm. people are like, unless you work in product development, I think you're not necessarily used to the idea of. Shipping something that you know is imperfect with the idea of improving it in the future. Yeah, and so are we. Are we selling from the start this idea of okay, Mars is just the first step, and we we intend to kind right. of go through the solar system yeah. um, as the goal? This is kind of dangerous, maybe because it's it's pre. Presupposing, assuming that the Mars colonization is going mm-hmm. to be such a success that we then push on to Jupiter and Saturn and wherever else we're going.
1: Yeah, true, but we don't know that it could be a huge failure.
0: We don't exactly, and also it may prove that Mars is sufficient. Maybe maybe yeah. the yep. like the iteration really needs to go in the direction of going deeper on Mars rather than instantly leaping to the next planet. Yeah. Um, but then again, so. On the other hand, unless you sell this inspiring vision, um, Mm -hmm. and I sort of alluded to this earlier, like without that vision, without that big goal, it's going to be much more difficult to rally people behind the product, behind the process. Yeah, Um, And so there is an advantage in selling this the giant yeah. moonshot mm-hmm. if you're like Mars shot, Mars I guess, shot. in this Thank case. You. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that people are are ready to go through hardship for it and really get on board. And so I guess there's this tension between you want you don't want to be dishonest about mm-hmm. your uh, your intentions um, or sell sell moonshine, as it were. Mm-hmm. Man, the space puns keep keep coming here. <laughs> um, but you do want to rally people around what you genuinely believe is your current vision. And so how do you, I guess the, yeah. the question to answer is how do you sell a vision while still making very clear that this is just a uh, sort of, this is the guess at where we'll go. This is the dream. Yeah. It may not end up being exactly like that. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess maybe the answer is sort of selling selling the characteristics of what you're trying to get to selling the selling the outcome not the output like exactly it's not not exactly that it's going to we're going to have life on jupiter it's going to be that you are living in outer space
1: yeah i think so i I think i agree with that and it it reminded me of our um discussion around the now and later roadmap Uh, stuff so basically i think you can do a similar thing here with the messaging um where you talk about okay this is this is what we're doing now and you can Describe that in great detail and tell people what you think that's going to look like. And then you talk about the later in very vague terms, very visionary like, terms, yeah. rather than in detailed concrete terms. Or mm-hmm. like
0: concrete, this is what you can expect exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, good idea.
1: Well done on the messaging. Thank you. I, like, <laughs> I,
0: I felt I felt under pressure a little bit, uh, <laughs> like telling to sort of the, the trying to teach the teacher here. <laughs>
1: yeah, All good. You did very well. Phew. Cool. I think that brings us to the end. I I just wanted to give a quick recap of this mini-series because this is the last part of it, sadly. So first episode was all about discovery as usual. We looked at um, the problem we're solving. We had a bit of it, Yeah, (laughs) and always. (laughs) We looked at um, likely initial users, so our new age pioneers, and then also the characteristics of the market overall. And um, for the second episode, the delivery, we looked at pricing and packaging. So, what should be bundled together in packages to sell this, and how are we put? How are we putting the price so that it appeals to the users we want to attract and that we need to attract as well? Mm-hmm. And we had a really interesting discussion around kind of what type of society it would be creating depending on what we're choosing here. Mm. And then today you may remember (laughs) i Um, hope so see a a doctor if not (laughs) we we talked all about um, planning the next iteration so what should it be and how to choose what to prioritize and then daniel also told us about the messaging around it (laughs) all of this stuff as always you'll find on our website ship dot com. we'll link um, on the blog to all of this interesting stuff and um, yeah there's many more things on there that Beautiful photos of us, for example.
0: Go check it out. Can I highly recommend? Um, so this was the last mini series for season two. Sad. I know, but it's been fun. Uh, this has been the third one. So just to remind you, it was DD 1st There was open borders. And we just talked about Mars colonization. Mm-hmm. Go check them out if you haven't already. But season two ain't over yet, man. Um, <laughs> we're going to be back because we like the number 10. With
1: 10 episodes.
0: Ten, nice and round, round number. So we'll be back with the final episode of season two next week uh, where mm-hmm. we're going to talk about retiring products. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of uh, discovering, delivering and launching, but it's finally time to look at the tail end of the product development life cycle, yeah, and retire something. So be kind of a nice wrapping up of the season. It's all got these nice metaphorical appeal.
1: Retiring season two.
0: I know it's just so, <laughs> it's so overloaded, overloaded with uh, with with meaning. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to seeing you then. Take care. Uh, take care in the meantime, and uh, catch you then. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.